Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren and I am your host as always. And today we are reveling in an 8-1 victory over the Montreal Canadiens on the road in Montreal. It does not get much better than that. We'll go over that game in a few moments. But first, I want to remind you that you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can also find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Uh, you can uh, subscribe and download the show wherever you get your podcasts. And I'd also encourage you, while you're gathering with your friends and family for Thanksgiving, to tell any Bruins fans in your life about this daily Boston Bruins podcast that they can find, again, wherever they get their podcasts. Uh, today, yeah, we'll go over uh, last night's huge win over the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I also put out uh, a different sort of mailbag this week where I asked people to hit me up with what you're thankful for, and I'll try to read as many as I can on the podcast ahead of Thanksgiving uh, tomorrow. And then finally, we'll take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL, uh, the biggest story of which coming out of Calgary relating to Brew not Bruce, Bill Peters, as I mentioned yesterday. But first, let me remind you about DoorDash. You can treat yourself to the meal you deserve this Thanksgiving. Have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, Locked On Boston Bruins listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. If you can't visit DoorDash right now, Find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash offers. Yes, the Bruins won 8-1 in Montreal last night. At one point, uh, I think Arpon Basu from The Athletic tweeted out that there were more Bruins jerseys in the stands than Canadians gear as the home crowd had left early in light of the just absolute beating at the hands of the Bruins. Uh... Let's see who led the way here in scoring for the Bruins. We had Charlie Coyle with a goal and two assists for three points. Sean Corrali tied a career high with uh, three assists for three points on the night. Brad Marchand had a goal, two assists for a total of three points. And David Pasternak with the hat trick uh, for three points. All three, four of those guys led the way in scoring for the Bruins. And it's kind of hilarious because reading after the game, uh, David Pasternak said he felt absolutely horrible um, through the first few shifts of the game. Felt really bad, but then he proceeded to score uh, a hat-trick of his own, and the Bruins added another five, and it was the largest margin of victory over the Habs since Bobby Orr led an 8 nothing uh, victory over the Habs back in 1974. Pasternak with the hat-trick, he now leads the NHL with 23 goals, and that's five clear of uh, second-place goal scorer Leon Dreisaitl, who has 18. Bruce Cassidy said he's just showing up to play every night. He shoots when he's supposed to. He's still making plays. He's not cheating. He's not scoring goals just by avoiding defensive responsibilities. He's playing the right way while he's doing it, and that's really great to hear about uh, Pasternak. Um, just his all-around game is really rounding into form. And he is uh, helping to create those opportunities and, um, yeah, just scoring at a torrid rate. 
Uh, to put his start into perspective, the last player with more goals through the first 24 games of a season was Mario Lemieux back in 1992-93. Um, Pasternak is trying to stay humble. He said, I'm not looking at that, just trying to play his game. His focus isn't scoring goals or, or getting awards or accolades. Hockey's a team sport. That's all that matters to me. Um, so really cool to see him keeping that humble attitude, um, going and all this without, of course, Patrice Bergeron in the lineup. He was out with a lower body injury that will keep him out again tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, David Krejci recorded two assists on the night, uh, setting up the first goal or helping set up the first goal scored by Jake DeBrus. Sean Corrali recorded the primary assist on that one and then uh, Krejci also got a secondary assist on Pasternak's uh, third goal of the season as well. So he filled in admirably for uh, Bergeron there in the middle. Um, I mentioned uh, Corrali with the career high matching. He had the three assists. Uh, he's usually slotted as the fourth line center, but on this game he was next uh, next to Anders Bjork and Danton Heinen. Um, so, and he was rewarded with the three assists. Um, Cassidy said they're a little more attack oriented. Corrali's new wingers, uh, as opposed to the checking role that he's usually in. Sometimes you're with the same guys a long time. I think the line has been very effective for us. Um, but this year they haven't quite found their traction, meaning that the old fourth line. So we mixed it up a little bit and it worked out for him. Uh, that's, very true. He had a three assists, including one on the, the power play even. So a great um, a great effort for Corrali, who said, I just wanted to have fun, enjoy the game, skate. Those are my strengths. Skating, being strong in the puck, checking well, not necessarily blowing guys up uh, with, with a big hit, but checking well and details. When my details are good, the rest kind of falls in place. Um, so he got that power play opportunity. He got the assist on that. He does a lot of the dirty work, uh, but it was nice to see him uh, kind of showing off his offensive game as well, uh, given that opportunity. Jackson Nicka also made his debut. Um, he started off a bit slow. Uh, obviously, there were probably some nerves making his debut in Montreal against uh, a heated rival. Uh, he had a load of family and friends in the stands as well. Uh, he said he got more comfortable as the game went on. Uh, his polish wasn't there when he wanted it or expected it to be, but the boys made it easy on him. Scored a couple of goals early, just kept going from there, so kind of the pressure was taken off. He did record his first career point uh, to set up a Danton Heinen goal. It was the Bruins' eighth goal of the game, uh, but still no less exciting to record his first career point. Uh, Cassidy said he looked like he was a little nervous, uh, but as the game went on, he still battled on the faceoff circle, trying to do the right things on the right side of the puck defensively. Um, Cassidy acknowledged, you know, it's a bit of a meaningless goal at the end, but it's very meaningful for Stadnika. Gets an assist. So everyone, uh, you want to get your first NHL point out of the way, so good for him. Um, Stadnika added he wished he could have uh, scored more, scored a goal perhaps, but... Um, he couldn't have asked for a better building besides TD Garden to make his debut. The whole experience lived up to expectation, and he'll be back in the lineup 
here on Wednesday night against Ottawa, where he'll get another chance to to make a good impression. Um, Yaroslav Halak was strong in net. He made uh, 36 saves on the night, faced 37 shots, 973 save percentage. Uh, he was really solid in the first period. Five on five, Canadians seemed to be a bit better than the Bruins early on. Uh, power play got the Bruins some big goals, but Halak, you know, he did have those 37 shots against, um, and he kept the team level when they weren't playing as hard on the puck as they needed to be, and uh, he got his fourth win of the season uh, in that effort. Now the Bruins, they had been on a bit of a losing streak a couple weeks ago. They had lost four consecutive games. Now they've rattled off four victories, and they have outscored the opposition 21-8 during that win streak. And they'll look to continue that strong play in Ottawa. Um, the Bruins now sit in a tie for first overall with the Washington Capitals with 37 points through 24 games. They do have a game in hand on the Capitals. And they are also far and away your goal differential leaders in the NHL. They're at plus 30 right now. And next highest team is Pittsburgh at plus 19. At the bottom of the NHL, we have Detroit at minus 39. So that's a nice little 69 goal swing from first to 31st. Uh, One other note was Brad Marchand. His first period goal was the 600 point of his career. He's only the 11th Bruins player to reach that milestone. Joining Ray Bork, Johnny Busick, Phil Esposito, Rick Middleton, Bobby Orr, Patrice Bergeron, Wink Cashman, Ken Hodge, David Krejci, and Terry O'Reilly. He now has uh, 39 points on the season. And he, I believe, is third in the NHL in scoring behind uh, Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Uh, that's correct. Sorry, he has 39 points on the season. He had uh, 39 going into that game. So he's five points behind McDavid and six points behind Dreisaitl with two games in hand. Pasternak is fourth in the NHL in scoring with 39 points. And again, he leads the NHL with goals with 23. All around a great effort for the Bruins. Uh, no complaints at all from their result, obviously. As good of a result as anybody could have hoped for. And um, yeah, look forward to keeping it going against Ottawa tonight. Hopefully it's not a trap game that they're facing and they can head into uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving holiday on a high note before getting right back in action on Friday with a matinee against the New York Rangers. Coming up now, let's take a look at some Hockey Thanksgiving tweets. I put a call out on Twitter, as I mentioned earlier. I said, hey, so I think we all need a boost. This was in light of all the Bill Peters reports going around yesterday and other reports of uh, racism in hockey, abuse from coaches that we'll get into in a moment. But I added, please hit me with what you're thankful for, and I'll read them out on tomorrow's podcast, meaning today's podcast, episode 43, the Danton Heinen episode. Shout out to Heinen for scoring last night's game against the Canadians. Uh, let's see. At Katie S. Martin, she said, as a Stars fan, I'm thankful that the Bruins are at a different conference. Amen. Although the Stars have come on pretty strong as of late. Right now they are, um, let's see here, 
second in the Central Division, two points back of the defending Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues, who they narrowly lost to last season in the playoffs, losing in double overtime of uh, Game 7. Rosie at underscore McRosie, she said, I'm hockey thankful for Ethan Bear. At a time when the Oilers' blue line was facing major questions, he stepped up and blew everyone's expectations out of the water. He seems like a great kid who has worked hard. It's so nice to see him having success. And yeah, Kale McCarr is stealing the headlines among the rookie class, especially among defensemen. But Ethan Bear has stepped in nicely for the Oilers and is a big reason why uh, they've been able to turn things around this season. Friend of the show, at William Nickerson. No, sorry, at Squill Bill 95 He uh, was very kind and said, I'm thankful for you giving me the chance to listen to Bruins talk daily during the week at work. Helps me get through days where I'm in a bad spot mentally. Seems to be more often than not recently. Life is tough and you make it easier. I really appreciate William saying that. Um, You know, mental health is something that I am uh, passionate about. I do uh, suffer from anxiety. And to be honest, being able to spend some time every day talking about the Bruins and connecting with uh, with you on Twitter, uh, all of you who take the time to send me messages on Twitter, um, I really do appreciate it. And it's good for my mental health as well. Um, you know, one star reviews aside on uh, on Apple. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for saying that, William. And I hope uh, you have a good Thanksgiving and, and that... Uh, you're enjoying today's podcast as well. Jess uh, Belmosto, at Jess Belmosto, previous guest who we'll have on again soon. She said, thankful for the Bruins' deep playoff run over the summer and great people the team has brought into my life. Also thankful for Tuka Rask's incredible save last week. Me as well. I have that as my uh, lock screen wallpaper right now, a piece of art made by Dave Murray. Check him out on Instagram. He made a, a pretty cool piece of art that I've used as my um, lock screen wallpaper right now. Thank you, Jess, for putting that run in perspective. I've continually lamented that Game 7 loss, but um, to watch your team go that far in the playoffs is always a treat. doesn't happen every year, and uh, something that we should not take for granted as Bruins fans. Uh at Tanya Rizak, she said, I'm thankful for the Bruins for giving me, sorry, giving so many teams a fierce rival and making our division that more fun. Uh, she, of course, is a uh, longtime Lightning supporter and writer. And um, yeah, Lightning are coming on strong. I'd like to see the Bruins get another chance at them in the playoffs. I think that would be a great series. Robin at Robin underscore JFTC. Uh, That's Jewels for the Crown, the Los Angeles Kings SB Nation blog. She says, I've met so many great people through hockey and hockey Twitter. It's really changed the way I think about a lot of things. I totally agree. I've been on Twitter now for, uh, I hate to admit it, but over a decade. Um, Hockey Twitter has always been my main um, foray into that social media platform. And, um, you know, I've had mixed interactions over the years, but I think I've really... Uh, tried hard over the last few years to maintain a positive presence on there. And I really do appreciate uh, so many of the people that I have been able to connect with on there. And, and now that I can call them friends, it's, it's really neat. Rob McGregor 
at Rob McGregor 35 is thankful for every single member of the Ingle Media crew. Shout out again to Paul Campbell for coming on the podcast last week. Do check out their work uh, for all their amazing goalie insights. At Black Girl Hockey Club, I'm thankful for allies who speak up for marginalized communities. We need more of them. Hashtag Hockey Thanksgiving. I totally agree, especially with all of the stuff going on lately with uh, Don Cherry, Mike Babcock, Bill Peters. Uh, as I said yesterday, uh, people speaking out and people sticking up for marginalized members of the hockey community. Um, it's doing a lot to chip away at those uh, harmful foundations of hockey culture. And I, I'm really thankful for um, the Black Girl Hockey Club and for all the work that they do to uh, just raise that awareness and uh, try to make hockey Twitter and the hockey community a better place. Um, Sydney at Salty Sid. She says, thankful for all the friends I made through hockey Twitter and Carcillo today. Uh, I definitely recommend checking out Dan Carcillo's Twitter feed. He was a guy that I was not a fan of as a player, but since he has retired, he has done so much to bring awareness to different abuses in the hockey community, to mental health initiatives, uh, to uh, bullying. And um, he just continues to speak out to uh, give a voice to people with stories to tell. And I really appreciate all that he is doing and continues to do. All right, let's read a few more here. Um, at Lore Kelly 24 I'm thankful for the World Juniors only being a month away. Amen. I'm really excited about that, as always, every year. Nick Lanciani at Lancy53. Thankful for your puns and you in general. Really appreciate it, Nick. Lucas Weiss at Weiss Sports for Sheldon Keefe, bringing order to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we here at the Locked On Bruins podcast maybe don't uh, – Echo that sentiment. It was kind of fun to see the Leafs struggling early on, but uh, yeah, happy for Leafs fans, I guess, who uh, are seeing their team uh, go through a bit of a resurgence here in the Keefe era. At Locked On Ducks, I'm thankful for the Locked On community, the hockey community as a whole. We can rally towards a common mindset. There are some genuinely great people. Uh, I agree. Michael Flanagan, at mflanagan00. Thankful for all those who have fought and beaten cancer this year. Thankful for the support of the hockey community. November, of course, has been Hockey Fights Cancer Month. And uh, solidarity for all those who have been fighting cancer, uh, who have overcome cancer, who have lost people to cancer over this past year. A terrible disease, something that my family has been in direct contact with. And... Uh, yeah, just all the support I can muster for all of you who are continuing to go through this fight. Uh, Sav Money 1.0, thankful for Jean-Gabriel Pajot, undersized late-round draft pick who plays hard every shift, makes the most out of his abilities, having a breakout season, and will deservedly be rewarded for it. Time will tell if he's re-signs with the Senators or if uh, another team will try to scoop him up Prior to the deadline, although the way he's playing, the price tag will be pretty high. At Stan Went, I'm thankful for the perfection line. May they continue to lead our team and the league. And for that, I say amen. And thank everyone for sending in some Hockey Thanksgiving tweets. 
and uh, for yeah, enjoying the podcast so far and um, yeah, just really appreciate you all. I'm very thankful for the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast to be able to host this and to talk to you all about hockey every day. And uh, yeah, we'll just continue to do that as the season goes on. And it's time now to take a look around the NHL. And the biggest news that everyone's talking about is the uh, allegations of racism and physical abuse of players against current Calgary Flames head coach uh, Bill Peters. As of Tuesday evening, the Flames were continuing their investigation of a claim by former NHLer Akeem Aliyu that Peters dropped the N-bomb several times towards him in the dressing room back when they were uh, in the AHL, in the Chicago Blackhawks organization. I'm going to refer here to uh, Wes Gilbertson's article in the Calgary Sun just for the latest on that. Um, Flames general manager Brad Treliving said at the team's practice in Buffalo on Tuesday that this type of allegation is repulsive. It's my job to find out exactly what's taking place. Uh, Tuesday evening, Treliving said that associate coach Jeff Ward will replace Peters behind the bench for Wednesday's game against the Sabres, that the investigation remains ongoing. It's a serious matter. We want to be thorough in our review. Um, Yesterday around lunchtime, it was reported on Sportsnet's Hockey Central that uh, Peters had been fired, but the sense is right now that they're working on the kind of legal ramifications of this, considering Peters was not part of the Calgary Flames organization when uh, this reportedly took place. Um, so they're, you know, treading carefully in that respect. But in my opinion, um, Peters should not be coaching uh, any hockey team at any level after that. Um, Aliyu, if you remember, he came out on Monday night with a series of Twitter posts that alleged she was the target of racist comments by Peters during the 2009-2010 season, Peters was then coach of the AHL's Rockford Ice Cogs, and Aliyu was a rookie. According to Frank Cervelli of TSN, two of Aliyu's former Ice Hogs teammates independently corroborated the story, and the NHL released a statement saying the behavior that has been alleged is repugnant and unacceptable. We will have no further comment until we have had an opportunity to look into the matter more thoroughly. Treliving also said, Bill has not been relieved of his duties. We are continuing this ongoing investigation right now. We hope to have this completed quickly, but it has to be thorough, has to be done correctly. I'm not about to comment on anything halfway through or give tidbits, sound bites, other than to say the serious nature of this is not lost on us. Aliyu uh, also said in that TSN article, Uh, why he waited nearly a decade long. He said, this isn't me being bitter. I sat on this a really, really long time. It broke my heart. I think it made my career go downhill before it started. If you play the race card, it's most likely the end of your career. And uh, the way that, you know, it's had been silenced for so long. uh, Guys are just not willing to step up because they know that uh, the powers that be will silence them and they'll be, you know, exiled in their careers will be effectively be over. Uh, now, former Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Michael Jordan posted on Twitter on Tuesday as well with some physical abuse allegations against Peters. Uh, he said, never wished anything bad to the person, 
but when you get what you deserve, Bill, he wrote on Twitter. After years making it to the NHL, had experience with the worst coach ever by far, kicking me and punching other player to the head during a game, then pretending like nothing happened. Couldn't believe my eyes what can happen in the best league. Um, he also explained that he and his agent decided it was best not to bring that story to light because of the danger it might cause in terms of uh, costing him his NHL job. Uh, Michael Jordan has been in the KHL uh, currently after playing 79 games with the Hurricanes. Um, there were reports out there that this issue was raised to Ron Francis, who was then general manager of the Hurricanes at the time, but he decided not to fire uh, Peters at the time. Um, so just really messy um, situation with Peters. This comes on the heels of Mike Babcock and his abusive behavior leveled at Mitch Marner when he was a rookie. Hopefully this is the start of a shift in hockey culture as players begin to speak out uh, against abuse of, you know, the old boys club guys with old, these old school mentalities that just do not fit anymore in uh, today's society. I really do hope that uh, guys do have the courage to come up and share their stories Again, Dan Carcillo, he's been sharing some stories that are anonymous, some that are not. To clearly state my position, I am obviously firmly against any racism, sexism, homophobia in hockey. I don't think it has any place in the game today. And I firmly believe hockey should be for everyone. It is not yet. Uh, as we continue to see these issues coming to light, things that have been buried for years, um, and just now people are starting to have the courage to come forward. Um, I really want to help make the game a more inviting place for everyone where anyone of, you know, any background, any orientation, uh, can feel comfortable in this community and, um, anything that I can do to help in that effort. Uh, I am happy to do. It's the least I can do. There is no excuse for what Peter's, uh, reportedly did, uh, that's been corroborated that he did, and uh, ultimately he will lose his job with the Flames and he should not be coaching at any level uh, in hockey, in my uh, humble opinion. If you or anyone you know has been subject to this kind of abusive behavior in hockey circles, please know that uh, I support you and um, we at the Locked On Boston Bruins are uh, trying to be as open as possible, as transparent as possible, and you know we support uh, anyone who decides to come forward to um, talk about their experiences and to help uh, the hockey community do better. I think I'll end there for today. Um, thank you so much to everyone who's taken the time to listen to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast through the first 43 episodes. We uh, are very much appreciative of the time invested in this, knowing that it's a, a daily commitment and you, maybe you can't listen to every single episode, but um, you know it's really much appreciated anytime there's a download or listen or review a tweet 
Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm not sure if there'll be an episode tomorrow. Uh, I might do a quick recap of the Senators game, but knowing that most of you will be tied up with uh, family business, but if there is a, uh, a demand for it, or if you need a break from family, all gathering at Thanksgiving, then uh, perhaps I'll put together a shorter than usual podcast before coming back Friday with our regularly scheduled programming. Thank you again for listening to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. My name is Ian McLaren. You can find me at ENC McLaren uh, on Twitter, where you can feel free to at me or send me a, a direct message uh, with any feedback or suggestions for the show. And you can follow the show itself at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Uh, please tell your Bruins family and friends about uh, the podcast as you gather tomorrow for Thanksgiving. And uh, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. This is, again, the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Thanks a lot, friends. Take care, and we'll talk to you later. Peace.